Hello, welcome to the Divergent IO podcast. My name is Zach Fellows, and I am the host of the Divergent IO podcast. Hello, my name is Beverly Dominguez, and I am the co-host of the Divergent IO podcast. Beverly and I met in graduate school. We both studied industrial organizational psychology uh, at California Baptist University, where we both received our master's degree. We both come from similar undergraduate programs as well. I studied sociology, and Beverly studied psychology. Both have a passion for helping people and love understanding the human mind and human behavior. We are currently both interested in staff development and have a passion for people. I have a passion for people analytics and Beverly has a passion for training and development. Why am I interested in this craft? I'm interested in people analytics because it helps maximize organizations uh, workforce and you can track how people uh, perform in their job. I also want to get into the realm of consulting, work for a boutique firm or a big four firm. Everly, why are you interested in this career path? Yes, yeah, so I'm really interested in this career path because I really love um, helping people out, first of all. And second of all, um, we both know that working um, working takes a lot of our time, right? So we're at our job most of our day and um, I want to be able to help people really love their job and you know be able to not only just go to work but be able to learn and engage with their coworkers and their managers um, so being able to create a safe environment for people to go into work and um, really love their work environment so that's something that I'm really passionate about um, and why I chose this career path a career goal of mine is to be able to um, have my own um, personal career development coaching business I want to be able to coach people you know help them figure out what their purpose in life is and being able to um, help employees reach their fullest potential at work um, this will also help out not only the employee but also the organization and in whole um, so this would be a win-win for both parties um, which is something that I really want to be able to accomplish um, so that that is something that I am interested in that's fantastic to hear uh, I feel that is a a great asset for every company to have coaches and someone to help kind of bridge the gap between employees and management. Uh, so uh, my current job right now and career path right now is that I'm a business analyst for the County of Riverside. I work for the child support, the department of child support, which is actually funded through the state, but they run it at a County level. And I work for the business and intelligence team where we basically run uh, queries and reports for executive staff, uh, managers, and supervisors who need data on their teams and how they operate. Uh, some queries will be as simple as, can you get me a group of, of customers that are between these age ranges? And other ones will be as complex as, you know, multi-year reports and, and uh, different things of that nature. And I feel that I've grown uh, to enjoy this job, and there's a lot of opportunities to move up through this job. Uh, Beverly, where do you uh, see yourself in your career at the moment? Um, yeah, so I am currently unemployed right now, but I am seeking opportunities in the learning and development department, um, specifically for nonprofits. So I really have a big passion for being part of a nonprofit since I have been in the past. Um, and being able to help people that are in need is something that I really want to focus on. Um, and I want to be able to design and facilitate training programs. Um, 
So that is something that I'm looking at right now. Uh, I've been reaching out to a lot of people, being able to really connect with people that are in the field to get a better understanding of, you know, what that department consists of, what the roles consist of. The question that's often asked me is, what gives me life? And what gives my life purpose uh, is my wife, my kids, and my faith. They're all very important uh, in my life. Uh, my wife has always been supportive of my education, and my faith has helped build us into a strong family and get me through difficult times in my life. So what is something that gives you life, uh, Beverly? Something that gives me life is serving God. Um, this can go through, you know, me serving at church, um, through conversations with others and sharing, you know, who God is and and um, sharing God's love with others. Um, also, worship is something that really um, gets me, you know, engaged with God and being able to feel happy and motivated. Um, but I also really like to spend time with my family and with friends. Um, <clears throat> I think being able to connect and engage with other people is something that, re- you know, kind of keeps me, um, uh, like I said, motivated and engaged because sometimes, you know, I feel like we get into our heads sometimes and, um, we might, you know, become distracted of what our path or our purpose is and being able to get redirected by people that care about us is something that I think it's really important. So that is something that gives me life, being able to spend time with my friends and family and being able to, um, you know, get reminded of who I am and what I'm meant to do in this world. And um, so, um, yeah. That's fantastic to hear. Uh, Often we get asked questions, especially from other uh, people joining our our the the IO program we just graduated from last year, and this question is, what is something uh, I knew or you knew before uh, you started on this career path? And my my answer to this is, I wish that I knew that just because you went in, on and got an advanced degree, like a master's degree, that Uh, It doesn't necessarily just open doors up immediately. Uh, It doesn't really make you uh, hop up the career ladder like immediately. It's not like you go and get a master's degree and then the next day, uh, the day you graduate, essentially, like you're going to be a mid-level manager. Um, I think that's more of a a type of a myth or something I wish I would have known because then I could have directed myself a little bit better throughout the program. So, uh, Beverly, what is something that you wish uh, you knew when you were starting your career? Yeah, so something I wish I knew before starting this career path is that um, it is actually really difficult to find a higher level position right after graduating grad school, um, but especially if you have little work experience. So sometimes we get this idea of like, oh, I have a master's degree, so I'm going to be able to get whatever job I want. But in reality, you have to, a lot of companies, they look at experience, you know, work experience. Um, and um, I don't know about um, a lot of you guys, but for me, you know, I did have a lot of like internships and schoolwork that I did, um, you know, with uh, with projects and stuff like that that we did in grad school. And a lot of... Uh, a lot of jobs didn't take don't take that into consideration because they do want job experience. So that has been a challenge for me. Um, so that is something I wish I knew, you know, in order to be not working, um, you know, any regular job during the time that I was in grad school or even in undergrad, but kind of be able to get, get your feet wet and be somewhat in the field before entering grad school or when you're in grad school um, and not wait until the last minute, you know, to start applying to I.O. 
jobs. Um, so that is something that I wish I knew in the beginning, you know, that I wish I did. Yeah, I totally agree, Beverly. That's been one of the things that I've really began to realize after I graduated is how much they value actual experience opposed to a degree. Uh, so what would be some advice I would give to any person wanting to pursue IO or a similar degree? First is maximize every opportunity you have in grad school. Um, milk every opportunity you have to meet people, whether it's in person. I mean, with COVID right now, probably not. But even if there's Skype sessions or anything within the IO community, if that's what the route you go, uh, really utilize your professors um, in a way to where you are forming a great relationship with them, a professional relationship, because they may ultimately be able to get you a job in the future by a good letter of reference. Or if you meet someone in the field, um, you could kind of pick their brain. A lot of people are willing to help, especially in IO, and uh, use all those connections you make because uh, while IO is a, a great community, it's very tight knit. So if you want to go into IO, make sure you actually build these relationships before you graduate. Don't expect that everyone's going to come your way to see a master's because our field is basically master's and PhDs um, for the most part. So a master's degree doesn't really blow the doors off anyone when you have a lot of PhDs in the field who do the research. So Beverly, what advice would you give to someone uh, who's pursuing a field some of ours or even in our field. Yeah, so I think it's really important to be able to get exposure before graduating. Um, <clears throat> for example, um, being able to do more internships. Um, I think internships are um, more um, important than just doing schoolwork. Uh, so if you have an internships, I feel like, you know, jobs um, are more likely to look at that. So being able to do um, internships before um, and also the biggest advice is, is to do internships in different fields or different areas of IO. It can either be like HR, um, coaching, um, you know, different departments as training and development or just like regular HR, um, consulting. What else? Um, the... Even like analytics, you know, with SAC doing analytics, um, being able to get exposed to all of these different topics or, you know, parts of IO because um, you don't want to graduate and then automatically just go into a field um, and just, you know, kind of stay there because sometimes you don't know if you're, if you're going to like it or you're going to enjoy it or if you're going to be good at it. So being able to get exposure before starting a job, it's really important um, just so you know if that's a field that you're you know, good at, or you're going to be successful at. So that's the biggest advice that I would give someone that they should do before, you know, entering a job, um, a specific job. Yeah, I agree, Beverly, because IO is such a diverse field where you can go from IO to consulting to analytics. And if you don't really know what you want out of school, it makes it hard for you to find a job because there are jobs, especially in analytics, that are super, like, uh, specialized, whereas like some HR jobs want you to have a couple years experience, even though you have a master's. So if you're not getting experience, it does make it difficult to get a job that's not entry level. Yeah. Uh, so what are some common myths about the profession? And this one is one of the questions I really in enjoyed when me and Beverly were talking and setting the podcast up, because there are tons of myths where you hear people saying, what is IO? And then you tell them like, oh, like, you know, like automating the workplace or whatever you may say they may say back or even from the what you may be told in grad school and 
I think the biggest one is, I've already touched on this a little bit, is just because you have a master's degree doesn't make you qualify for certain jobs, especially in analytics. I, I would say that in analytics, you should learn, especially if you want to get into people analytics, you need to learn uh, coding, such as SQL, R, and Python, which are things you have to learn on your own. Not a lot of programs allow you to learn that you know, they don't have classes unless you're going to be a computer scientist or something. Um, so that's like one of the myths that like, hey, you can get a six-figure job, you know, and you could get whatever job you want because you have a master's. And that's just not necessarily the case. Obviously, there's some COVID impact. So our opinions are going to be a little bit skewed, but I think overall it's pretty accurate. So what is one myth or a few myths, Beverly, that you've seen and that you want to debunk? Yeah, I think... Uh... Um, getting uh, like I think you mentioned a little bit of making six figures right after graduating Uh, you know when I first started this this program um, something that really intrigued me was that IO is the highest paying psychology field that you can get into and um, you know after graduating and looking at all of these jobs I was like yeah a lot of these aren't paying a hundred you know six figures right off the like right off the top you have to you know have a certain amount of experience and usually it's like seven more years of experience in order to make that much money or even uh, you know if you take the analytics um, side a lot of them you know, it's like higher paying um, because you're, you're dealing with data and research and stuff. Um, but um, something, you know, being able to know that um, that not all fields of psychology or not all fields of IO are going to be paying that much money. So that's something that, you know, you need to take into consideration that um, don't go in it. Don't go into the field just because you want to make money, but go into the field because you actually enjoy what you're going to be doing. Um, so um, it is important to know that, um, you know, the get to know the different fields, get to know like, you know, what they do, um, how much they pay, and then kind of go, you know, like laser focus into one that you really want to, you know, be part of. Um, but don't go into it with the mentality of like, oh, yeah, I want to go into this field because I want to make a lot of money because it's not like that all the time. You have to be very careful on what you want to do and stuff like that. So yeah, that's something that I think it's uh, really important to know. Yeah, that is a, definitely a major myth that that just because you have an I.O. degree, uh, you're going to make a lot of money and that all I.O. jobs pay equally, which is like, yeah, analytics and consulting are great, but good luck finding a job if you're not yeah. like actually adept at those uh, parts of the field. And I and I do like some of the HR stuff that, that people do. And I think on the organization side, if you get enough training and you get into a good enough company, you'll make money as you move up. But Starting out, yeah, the pay is a lot different. Uh, so what are some of the best resources that have helped me along the way or us along the way uh, with our career? I would say since we're recent graduates, at least for me, it was professors, guest lecturers, uh, and connecting with others in the field uh, through LinkedIn. Uh, definitely um, the director of the program and um the associate professor, uh, the director of our program, Dr. Iverson, and the associate professor, um, Dr. Fuller, were a huge help. Uh, they would answer your questions uh, and meet with you if you if you had time and it was something that really needed to be answered. And then I think guest speakers have really helped. Guest lectures during summer. Um, there was a there was a 
she's a doctor now. I was going to say, I, I didn't want to say she's a doctor. She wasn't, but uh, Dr. Nas, who, who taught one of our summer courses, uh, really taught us some amazing things and how to add a corporate look because she had a job at a predominantly big media company and how to do things for a company if you want a job like that. And she she taught us a lot of cool things. And then as well, she um, helped both me and Beverly get an interview at that company. And ultimately, Beverly got the job, but we we both, I think, benefited. And I think everyone in our cohort benefited from these guest speakers, these guest lecturers, and having great uh, people in the field of IL around us that are willing to help and build it up. Uh, as long as you return the favor in a sense. Um, so, so Beverly, uh, what are some of the best resources you had along the way? Um, so yeah, so first of all, I agree with you 100%. It's really important to be able to make really good connections with our, um, with our professors and um, even with people that they uh, bring into the class as guest lectures or even people that they bring into the class to teach our classes, like for example, in the summer with Dr. Noss and also Dr. Abramian. Um, and just bringing in, you know, people that are experienced that are, that are in the field. Um, for example, with Dr. Brahmian and Dr. Nas, they were both still in grad school getting their PhD. So being able to connect, um, like, education, like, fresh education with the outside world together and bringing the, that to us and teaching us how it works together, it was really insightful and very um, eye-opening just to see how, you know, the the different ways how IEL consistently changes. Um, so that was really cool to see. Um, but I think the one of the biggest things that I would say to someone is that, you know, you're paying a lot of money, right, to go to a school. Um, so you want to be able to take advantage of the Career Center and the school's resources that they're offering. So the Career Center was a big one for us. We also needed to, you know, go to the Career Center for credits for a class. But I think it was really important, you know, because we got to know, you know, the Career Center and the people that work there and what the Career Center has to offer. <clears throat> so, for example, some of the things that our school offered was, um, you know, being able to do mock interviews. And, you know, if you don't know what mock interview is, basically, you know, we, we um, do like a fake interview where they're interviewing us and then we'll learn skills of how to interview, you know, keywords of what to say, um, you know, with um, how we need to be, uh, how do we need to look, how we need to, you know, the body language and all of that, that it all matters, you know, when you're interviewing. So it was a great tool. And also, you know, they help you out with your resume, you know, to review it and, you know, make changes if it's if it needs changes. And the cool thing is that they also um, looked into your LinkedIn and, you know, how you can perfect your LinkedIn profile. They even take pictures of you so you can put in your LinkedIn profile. So that was really cool. So definitely take advantage of the resources that your schools offer offering um because you are paying a lot of money for it so take advantage of it um and it's a great way for you to you know stay connected and um constantly be you know updating your your resume and your linkedin yeah i agree the career center actually was a huge resource i almost forgot about it but yes you are you're correct it is a very if, if you're if your college or program has resource like that please use them um so if you if you liked this podcast uh and you'd like to know more about us or even industrial organizational psychology or have any career questions that you'd like answered, um, please uh, connect with me on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash Zachary, Z-A-C-H-A-R-Y 
Fellows, F-E-L-L-O-W-S. And where can they connect with you, Beverly? So for me, you can contact me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, we are going to be linking our information down um, in our description box um, um, where you're gonna, you know, where you where you click for our podcast. We'll we'll put our information down there so you guys can go and follow us and ask us questions there. But um, yeah, this was our podcast. So if you guys are interested, you know, in getting to know us a little bit more, getting to know, you know, more information about IO, and you know, just kind of like questions that you don't really want to ask your boss, maybe, or you don't want to ask. Um, if you're just shy to asking anybody else, you can feel free to ask us, and we can address it in these podcasts. So we look forward to, you know. Uh, sharing more information with you later. And um, we thank you so much for joining this podcast.